0: and I see the need
1: for action. I see the need for a great reset.
0: We are 41 months into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Emerson, alongside Bruce Adams, who is very hungry for Tech Tuesday, and we'll get through this as quickly as possible, Bruce, because I know you're you're anxious to uh, to get to your uh, your your sushi or rice bowl or whatever it is you got there. How are mm-hmm. you doing today?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, healthy and alive, and it is a um, it's a rice bowl. It's a Korean barbecue, um, and even though we live in a like food desert where I live, um, this is actually one of the few places that we have that is um, very good. Um, it, it is very good. There's a,
0: <laughs> I was just, I was telling you in prep, there's a, uh, there's a sushi place here that has something similar to that. It's uh, they do like these chicken bowls and it's about 10 bucks to get one of these chicken bowls. And I, I'm, I'm like, really 10 bucks for that. And then I, I get it. I start eating it. I finish it. And I'm like, my goodness, I would have paid 15 for that because it's that good. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: exactly what this is. Yeah,
0: right. Well, we will get through this uh, as quickly and as painlessly as possible. Bruce, do you like your new kitchen? I I understand you you finally got all of your home improvement stuff done and your your kitchen is is good. You got everything uh, got everything working in there. Everything's
1: going uh, going along as as well as it can be, I suppose. Yeah. It, it, it is, uh, I would say, probably like 80% done. Um, we've got like the countertop and everything in place. Um, it, we're missing things like drawers and cabinet doors. And then the cabinets need to be painted. Uh, and we also have to put up the little... The countertop that we have—it's a granite countertop. We have like these little granite backsplash things that are probably like six or eight inches tall that you know go on the back of the wall. Those have to be put on and a little bit of sheetrock work done. But other than that, kitchen's functional. It is God, you after not having a kitchen for about a year and then going back to having it, you do you you really don't realize how nice and convenient it is to have a kitchen. Just having a sink you can wash your dishes in instead of having to be on your knees in the bathtub, washing your dishes. Um, it is, it is a fantastic improvement and I never, I've never been more excited to do the dishes (laughs) than, uh, I have since getting the, uh, the kitchen mostly done. So yes.
0: I I have to say that I, I'm, I'm horribly, horribly opposed to these smart home things. I I don't like this stuff. You know, the ring systems and which, look, I I understand people's attention to convenience and things because that's how we've been raised and and conditioned to buy this stuff. From a security standpoint, if you live in a bad neighborhood, okay, fine. Maybe I can cave on that aspect of it. But appliances? Really? Are we that lazy? I remember seeing a, a year or two ago, you can tie Alexa in to your oven. So you can tell it to turn itself on and preheat it to this temperature or whatever, or readjust it or change the cooking timer or something like that. But this, what I saw today, this has got to be even more lazy than that. This is beyond any aspect of laziness I've seen with these smart devices for your home. Samsung has a new refrigerator out that you can tie into your Samsung smartphone and you can tie into the... uh, uh, what's it called? The family hub, you know, the Samsung family hub or whatever, you know, for all your devices and everything else for your house. This will open and close the door to the refrigerator. Take a look at this. This is an example of the guy who's, who's screenshot his smartphone here. OK, refrigerator home, door closed, refrigerator home, door open. Please close the door. He tells it. And then so on. And the, 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 he and the refrigerator go back and forth about whether or not the door needs to be open or closed. How lazy have we become We can't even get off off our asses, hobble over to the refrigerator and open the thing. We now have to have a smartphone app to do this. This is even worse than these people that do this with locking their front doors. I I know a, a, a buddy of mine has this for his house. He has all of his door locks on his smartphone. I said, are you insane? Have you lost your mind? Google Nest is just as bad when it comes to changing the temperatures you know there there's been people that have hacked into these things before and watch people's families they change the temperature in children's bedrooms and then watch them do, do you know how insane this is to allow this do you know we have we've created this aspect of convenience and we don't have be it personally or at the corporate level we don't have the maturity level necessary to incorporate this into our daily
1: lives on either end. Yeah. So (laughs) I, I hate crapping on Samsung for doing this, uh, because they do actually make some pretty good products. They Um, do. That's lazy. That's lazy. That, that is, that is lazy. Um, I've, I've used like Samsung refrigerators and yeah, um, yeah. Got all that stuff. The washer and dryer and stuff. I've, I've used those before and they're, they're really nice, but come on i i thought it was i thought it was too much already when you could hook your refrigerator up to your wi-fi and it would tell you when you're low on milk or you're low on whatever or you could see like you could push a button and see the inside of what your refrigerator is or something like that instead of opening the door and i'm like really really like now you're hooking your smartphone up to it which you could probably do the same thing with your smartphone now and and look at the inside of your refrigerator i guess to be fair I could see a scenario to where you're at work and you're like, I forgot to make a list uh, for groceries. So instead of taking 15 minutes to go home and then 15 minutes to go back to the store or whatever it is, I'll just look on my smartphone to look at, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's in the fridge. That's f- uh, I can, okay. I could excuse no, that. I can, I can excuse that. that. Yeah. yeah. I, that, 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 okay. That I, I could see that, but really, I mean, that's not, I, I, I don't know. It, it's a, in in my scenario, it's just like just text one of the roommates and be like, "Hey, uh, or the housemates, are we on, on on milk? Do you need? Do we need to grab some milk or or, or something like that? You know, I mean, it, I don't know. I it just or make the make or be responsible and make the list before uh you go to work the, the day before or something like that. I I, I don't know.
0: Boy, I'm I, I'm really I I've, I've had a tough day. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my sorry behind up off of this recliner from watching football and Netflix, and I'm I'm gonna walk over to that. Boy, I wish I, I wish that door would be open before I get
1: there. I wonder if I can do that. Can you do that? It, it, that's so there's scenarios I could see that being a thing. Like, for example, uh, I know uh, I know of some people that are handicapped that have to have a okay. um, service dog. Me. Yep. OK, You got me. On that, that. that makes sense. Um, I could see. But again, that's like an edge case. That's very that's going to be very rare. That's a, a rare scenario. So I, I'm just.
0: Or what if okay? All right. I could excuse this as well if somebody is, say, in a rush or something. You know how we forget things. We're very forgetful these days. We have memories like goldfish. Let's say somebody's rushing around doing their morning routine. They've got their coffee and you know, they're grabbing the granola bar or whatever it is, and they're trying to get the kids all ready and they leave. And they leave the refrigerator hanging wide open. What about that? I'm just trying to cover all bases here.
1: At that point, I say you're an irresponsible individual because... You're not helping uh, the case I, I'm I, trying to make here. Yeah, I, I just... Uh, that one... So I I kind of have a pet peeve. I, I had a, a housemate for a while that uh, left cabinet doors open. It left the, the freezer open at one point. Oh. Um, a jar. Oh, wow. uh, so it was all it, everything was fine. It was still frozen. It just everything was frosted over. And then, you know, it, it, minor things like that, leaving the garage door open, you know, those kind of things. And it's like it's 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 not difficult to take half a second to just close it, even if your hands are full. Let's say you're getting something out of the refrigerator and your hands are now full. Elbow the door shut. Knee the door shut. Whatever the case is, you you have other appendages that you can close the door with. It just it it frustrates me, that one. I guess, you know, if you're already uh, having your house, if you already have your house like um, wired in for the Nest system or whatever, which they're doing away with the Nest system, by the way, Google Nest, it's going away. Why do they do that?
0: Why does Google do that? They they create these services there. They do this all the time. They've been doing this for for over ten years. They create this service, they get all kinds of people involved in it, and then they just
1: say, "Sorry, we're not going to support that anymore," and then they just turn it all off. So there's there's an argument that could be made. They're using this. They're using it to get data for their AI. That's possible to train an AI. That's been one argument that I've heard over the years, which, which is possible once they've acquired enough data for whatever the case is, um, or for advertising or what have you. Um, then, you know, they, they move on to the next one because, uh, whatever that's by the way, that's something else. I, that's why I never want to have this kind of system like the, the uh, tracking what's in your refrigerator or having, you know, having that hooked up to the fi and all of that. I don't ever want to come to the point to where that is the standard. So now you get text messages from your refrigerator advertising, Hey, you should go buy this brand of milk or something like that. You know, just no. No, I I will disconnect the refrigerator at that point. It will never be on the Wi-Fi. No.
0: Well, I guess that's not going to. It's uh, not going to be very helpful. And by the way, since Google, when they cancel, you know they, how they get everybody involved in their service, and they cancel it. Can you guys cancel your online presence? Can you do that? That'd be great. I, I would really love if you guys would do that. Could you just could you cancel your online presence?
1: Not only can you not cancel their online presence, you can't cancel your own online presence. Um, the yeah, data and true. information that you've given them uh will not be deleted. So there, a lot of companies claim um oh yeah, we we'll, we will we'll delete your personal information if you ask. But I have yet to see a lawsuit on those kind of things and someone actually dig into their networks to see if your information is actually deleted. That's something I have never seen. I sincerely doubt. I it just no, nah, I don't think they actually deleted. I think they just cut access to they they cut the front end so you don't actually see that You know, the the account's still there. Um, You can't access it. But all the data that was associated with that account, it's still there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking
0: of data security, China you know how you know how obscure they are with their data you see the chinese government they're a little concerned they they're a little worried about some of their uh, their government people of course they're communist party government people the party cadres there they're worried about some of their comrades carrying iPhones and other foreign made phones they're they're worried about this so in order to curb any kind of data scraping or snooping or anything because the chinese communist party they they don't snoop on anybody's data or anything they don't scrape anybody's data They have banned all iPhones and other foreign-branded phones for all government officials, for all Chinese Communist Party officials, uh, in
1: offices or using them for government work. Uh, Honestly, I I hate doing this. I hate to agree with the the Chinese Communist Party, but that kind of should be the trend that we do here in the West. If it's not a phone made here in the West by Western companies then we shouldn't be allowing government to use it. I mean, government should be, they should be using crypto phones. Honestly, you know, we we talk about like graphene and those kind of things. They need to be using those kind of phones on the government level. They need to have the most secure systems in place and they need to be barred from using any other kind of phone. Look, if if you're a government official, I get it. You're still an American citizen or whatever country you're a part of. You're still... You know, uh, a citizen of that country. But I kind of am of the opinion that when you go into government, you kind of forfeit a lot of your rights as a citizen. So, in my opinion, when you're a servant at that point, your whole like, you get your own personal phone and you get your own personal. No, you, you I'm sorry, you're now a government official. You no longer get those rights. So, now that you have, you're a government official, you should be required at that point. The only access you have to like government, uh, a phone or whatever. Is one issued by the government that is extra secure, and you have to put your personal whatever your personal life is has to be transitioned to that phone during the time that you're a government official, and then once you're no longer a government official, you go back to your you can go back to your own personal phone. That's kind of my opinion, um, because everything you're doing in your life at that point is government business.
0: I would just like to point out: uh, once you're no longer a, gov- a government official, uh, that would be a period of a, no more than two years. I might add, um, going forward, <laughs> just yeah, you know, yeah, that that gotta, would be yeah, yeah, that would be great, be ideal. Yeah, it'd be really ideal because yeah. I mean, give them at least two years to try and get something done. I suppose two years—that's long enough. You know, I, I I would have it at a year, but you know, anyway. So yeah, uh, China.
1: Real quick, by having it that short as well, I would also say that you have like a seven to 10 year of like a, a, a contract that's like no compete contract. So basically, you yeah, you can't come back. barred from going yep. into not only coming back, but you can't go into like the public sector that does anything. Like, for example, if you're part of the FBI or CIA, you're barred from going to places like yep. Facebook or Google. Yeah. Or if you're in the medical industry, you're barred from going from pl- to places like Pfizer or Moderna or taking any money from them. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Okay. Anyway, so China is—they're um, taking some steps there. And again, I—I honestly, I don't blame them really. I—I I don't. You—you you want your um <laughs> your your party members locked into your own devices, so I don't see the problem. To be fair, I mean, we want our people locked into our devices. We've banned the Huawei yep. devices, right? We've banned the the ZTE mm-hmm. devices and and everything else. All those those uh foreign chip companies they're all gone at least they're supposed to be the government people at least in the US and I believe the UK I think are barred from using TikTok I think they're they're not allowed to, to use TikTok so i mean we're we're taking yeah, steps I think that's yeah, official we're we're taking steps to do that moving right along electric cars by the way chinese military officials are not allowed to drive tesla cars for some reason even though tesla say that Tesla's operating in China, all that data will be stored locally, as in it won't be sent anywhere else. But they still ban the uh, the, the Chinese military from, you know, People's Liberation Army. They still ban the officials from driving those cars, uh, probably because, you know, you, want, you don't want them to be seen anywhere, violating any treaties or anything like that that they've made with us. You,
1: you don't want that to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, practically. I would agree with that i mean on a on a you know very basic scale um i would not want a chinese manufactured car to be uh you know like an ev with all the kind of tracking and stuff that a tesla has i definitely wouldn't want my uh government using that uh from an enemy nation so yeah i i I agree with the sentiment Hmm.
0: and as it turns out electric cars are actually the worst Well, actually, I shouldn't even say electric cars, just modern cars. Electric cars are obviously they're filled with all these gadgets. But you know what? I, I was actually I was driving a brand new vehicle. I want to say about a year ago, about a year, 18 months ago. Brand new vehicle. Only had it for, I think, two or three months. This thing. Knew more about me than I knew about myself because it had all these sensors and everything that was that was monitoring me more than I was actually paying attention. I I almost got to a point I had to turn all the the bells and whistles off because the damn thing wanted to park itself. It wanted to back itself into the garage and I said no. I'm fully capable of being able to do this and I don't need your damn cameras. I tried to turn those off. You can't even turn those off. You can't turn those backup cameras off. I can use mirrors. I'm not a fool. You know, I'm not lazy. But the driving assistance, you know how it keeps you in the lane, you know, and, and it, it keeps you at a distance from the jerk that's driving too slow in front of you and the moron that's going like a bat out of hell behind you. You know, it keeps, it's its amazing. It? Anybody that's driving slower than you is an idiot and anybody that's driving faster than you is a, a crazy person. But of course, I shouldn't say that because I'm in Germany. They have the Autobahn. There's no speed limits in a lot of places. So, But there's so much stuff. There's there's so many gadgets and and bells and whistles and and just stuff in in all these cars, all this tech and everything in these cars. And it's just, it's agonizing. It's just, it's not intimidating. It's just to the point now where it's just ridiculously annoying to me. And I, I like having convenience from time to time. I'm not going to argue with that, but this is just getting stupid. This is getting really stupid with a lot of this stuff. So again, if you're wondering what the worst item is that is the worst about collecting personal data... It's these things, the modern car. They collect more data on you than anything else, anything more than these refrigerators or uh, Alexa devices, apart from listening to your conversations. But this, this thing is, is got to be the worst. Mozilla, you know, the Firefox company, they did a review on this thing, right? It's under one of the reports called Privacy Not Included. (laughs) Funny how they did this. They tested 25 car brands. Every single one of these car brands failed miserably. They did 25 brands and all of them failed. All 25 of the car brands were researched from the report, including Ford, Toyota, Volkswagen, BMW, and Tesla. They failed to meet... Mozilla's organization, Mozilla organization's minimum privacy standards and were found to collect more personal data from customers than are necessary. The kind of information collected varies from personal information like medical data to how drivers are using the vehicle itself, such as how fast they drive, where they drive, and even the music they listen to. Both Nissan and Kia are noted to allow the collection of information regarding a user's sex life. Are you kidding me? You know, this electric car I actually, I got into it one day and I I turned the key because, you know, it doesn't have an engine. So it doesn't, you know, it's just one of those, it's a a golf cart with air conditioning. It's ridiculous. But I get in this thing and I get a notice on the, on the dash there on the, on the screen and it says, sorry, we're unable to process location data by the company that manufactures Renault's the company that the manufacturer we're, we're unable to process that, but it will be back up very shortly. Why does the car manufacturer need to know that information? That's not in the agreement anywhere. There was nothing that was that was signed and negotiated for to collect any of that data. So why does that happen? And you can't turn
1: it off. So why why do new cars cost effectively the house of the, or a small house effectively? And they're scraping all that data off of you. I've said before information that is the currency of today and that's going to be the currency going forward. So why aren't we compensated for the data they're stealing from us? Or for that matter, why is there no, there really needs to be some kind of uh, protection in place. Unfortunately, because of the way the internet was created and where we are now, it's going to require a a completely new internet to be manufactured, to be created, uh, to do this. But all of your data should be solely owned by you. And then you choose what information gets sent out and under what conditions that should be the case? I mean, intellectual property, as an example, your face, selling your face—that's copyright. That that's illegal for someone to come in and take your face and then sell it without your permission. That's illegal. It should be the same way with your data. What? What? God? What? I'm 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 baffled on all of those. And the one that kind of stuck out is like. Why the hell do you need to know the sex life of someone like... Oh, it gets worse. Yeah, it gets worse. All right, listen to this. So mm. by contrast, Mozilla
0: claims that 37% of mental health apps, which I, which they have a pretty poor reputation for collecting people's data uh, and privacy, they actually have better... Practices for collecting personal data than these cars do so they actually (laughs) as bad as those things are the cars are actually worse 84% of the reviewed car brands that share personal user data with service providers data brokers and potentially sketchy businesses According to the report with a 76% with 76% claiming the right to sell that personal data 56% are willing to share user information with the government and or law enforcement if requested Tesla was the worst-ranked brand in the study, getting flagged in every privacy category. Only the second time that this happened, Tesla's AI-powered autopilot was highlighted as untrustworthy following its involvement in numerous crashes and fatalities. Alongside the report, Mozilla also published a breakdown explaining how car companies collect and share user data. This can this can include anything from the user's name, address, phone number, email address, to more intimate data— like photos, as you just mentioned, calendar information, and even details on the driver's race, genetic information, and immigration status. So, if you thought a sex life was bad, there's the rest of it. Why don't you just give
1: them their banking information while they're at it? I mean, you're, you're you have all the other info that you need to uh, do just that. I mean, if you were to get some of the banking information, um, you have all the other other information that you need to prove that it is or isn't you. Um, it's not surprising at all. I mean, but it's it's pretty disgusting. Um, I'm disappointed that um, we have allowed these companies to do this kind of stuff. Well, people aren't being consulted, but when mm. they when they open up the uh,
0: the thing, you know, when, the, when they start the car for the first time and you get the terms and service of agreement, you know, the TOS, people just scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit. I have read and agree. That's what they do. It's just like Google or Facebook or any of these other companies. You agree to their terms of service. Do you even read it? Who was going to sit down and read 63 pages of Google's terms of service? Oh, and by the way, that, apart from us, by the way, they actually reserve the right in their, their their one line that they put in there where you need a magnifying glass to read it. They reserve the right to change any of those rules whenever they feel like it and not tell you about it. If when you go on to these companies, US does that. everyone does that. Yes. When you go on to these services like Facebook or Instagram or, or Twitter, or any of these things, uh, maybe the old Twitter, I don't know what Musk has got these, these people doing, if anything at all, but I can't imagine it would be much different uh, if Tesla is doing this. But you as the person, when it comes to your data, technically, you didn't agree to any of this stuff. You didn't agree to sell your information like that. You didn't agree to to give up your confidential information about any of these things that any of these car companies are taking from you. You didn't agree to that. I don't give a damn what they say as far as putting a a little thing in there where you click, I agree. You didn't agree to that. What you agreed to was buying a new car to get you from point A to point B. That's what you agreed to. As far as I'm concerned, the day that that transaction is over between you, the dealership, and the financial institution, that's the day that their involvement ends, period. The same thing goes with any of these people that, if you go onto these social media companies, you didn't agree to any of these information, stealing practices that these businesses are exercising on you. You agreed to take part in a social network to be part of something with your friends and your family. That's what you agreed to. You didn't agree to any of the rest of that stuff because you didn't understand any of it. They write this in terms where the average person doesn't understand it, and no one wants to read it. And so they just hit okay and go along with it. So legally speaking, they have covered themselves. So if anybody takes it to a court of law, a lawyer can just say, a corporate army of lawyers can just say, well, look, these are our terms. And... This person agreed to this, and
1: yeah, that's what it is. That hasn't actually held up in a court of law yet that I'm aware of. But the thing is, is there hasn't been many cases of people um, refuting these um, terms of service simply because it's lawfare. It's too expensive for the average person to fight this. A a corporation uh, does not have the right to violate your constitutional rights even if you say, yeah, you can do that, they just they don't have that right to do that. That is not even if you say you give them the right to do that, they don't have the right to do that. They are not given that power. Technically, the Constitution is really clear on that. So for Americans, this should be an open and shut case when it comes to. Um, well, I say that, but then I i remember all the politicians that are paid off and how uh, our uh judicial system works right now. So uh, maybe it does work in the court of law. Nowadays, just depends on how much you pay the judge.
0: Possibly. Well, Anyway, if you have an electric car and you're in the path of Hurricane uh, Idalia or whatever the world it's called, you know, the one that just hit Florida, this latest one, Mm. you see, there's a little bit of a problem. (laughs) When you get a hurricane, you see there's these things called storm surges. You know what those are, Bruce? It's big flooding. Well, you see, big yeah, yeah, well, just one of these, these things, small little thing. It's nothing major. Do you know what happens to an electric car when it gets wet? Uh, it spontaneously bursts into flames. Oddly enough, again, just a minor inconvenience, you know, just one of those mm. things. Um, electric cars are, um, well, you see they're catching on fire uh, <laughs> during this, um, this hurricane. So you, you, you've got these flooded areas where you've got electric cars that are just burning out in the middle of, you know, water. Saltwater. Uh, according to local reports, Tesla EVs ignited after saltwater from the storm surge damaged their batteries and other electrical components. One vehicle lit up in, uh, Panea's Park, uh, in Panea Park and another one occurred in Palm Harbor. Carfax says owners need to understand the fire risk doesn't go away after the EV dries out. So you see it can catch on fire anytime. Anytime that could happen. The salt water that is flooding can get into the battery and dry there. And once it dries, it creates what federal safety officials call bridges between the cells. And it can lead to fires. And those fires can come anywhere from days to weeks later. And once an EV catches fire... It's incredibly difficult to put out. Do you remember the, uh, the the latest EV fire I showed you? You know the one that just went up like a puff of smoke oh, right the, there. And then of course yeah. the well, yeah, the one in Germany that blew up the uh, uh, the garage, garage. There. Uh, the the concrete brick reinforced garage. Yeah, that one. After Hurricane Ian, which was the one that took out GP's place last year, 21 electric vehicles caught fire prompting officials to warn residents ahead of this new hurricane. We saw a number of fires associated with EVs from Hurricane Ian. We know that the salt water from storm surge can compromise these batteries, causing fires which cannot be easily suppressed. That's according to the uh, local uh, fire chief there. Moral of the story, don't buy an electric car.
1: Yeah, uh, for, for people that haven't seen this before... Pull up the uh, periodic table, and that's not what I'm saying that people haven't seen before because everybody should have seen this before, Uh, but look at the periodic table and look at the row of elements there for lithium, lithium, sodium, potassium, and so forth. Each of those in that row react to water. As you go down the list, it becomes more and more aggressive at how they react. For example, lithium kind of boils and, and uh, steam, you know, it, it kind of reacts. You can see an active reaction. Sodium bursts into flames. Um, and then when you start getting into like potassium, rubidium and so forth, it explodes. So just the fact that lithium alone starts dancing in water, basically, uh, and reacts to it uh, should be kind of a standoffish. I just I'm I'm frustrated with the fact that we're still using lithium ion batteries When we have other solutions out there that are far safer, even at this point, even even in the prototyping stage, are still 85% as they they can store about 85% of the same energy as as, uh, lithium ion. They're overall still just as um, energy efficient as a lithium ion, but they're just unable to store the same amount of energy at this time, but they're far safer. Some of the batteries that are in, um, uh, it's it's a, well, we've talked about the graphene one, the graphene aluminum ones. Uh, I think they're like uh, about 86% of what a lithium ion battery is, uh, roughly, uh, when it comes to storage capacity. But the actual transfer rate is far higher. Uh, in other words, how quickly it can expend its energy and store energy. And the safe temperature is twice as high it's it's over 400 and some degrees where lithium ion is 200 and they don't risk exploding so i yeah i'm i'm frustrated we're still using that but it makes sense why we're still using it lithium is a very rare mineral as such um it (laughs) supply and demand right when the supply is low like that and the demand increases, well, guess what? Lithium ion batteries are going to be expensive and it, it, it's just a market That's the way that it's going to be. So I would recommend people uh, look into research a little bit more uh, getting these kind of uh, vehicles, the EVs, not just for their security risks uh, with your data that it's scraping, but also the risks physically and to the environment, legitimate ones. What do you what what, what happens to an EV when it's uh, no longer like the battery runs out? Right. It's no good. You have to replace it. What do you do with the battery at that point? Is it going to sit there and rot in some landfill that's going to poison the ground there? Yep, that's what they're going to do with it. You got anything else, my friend? I'm sure
0: you're probably anxious to get over there and uh, tackle that rice bowl.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, the thing on my mind right now is definitely the rice bowl. So yeah, I don't have anything else. Fair enough. All
0: right, we will go ahead and call this one done so you can get to that rice bowl. We will see you later on in the week, my friend. Thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening.